0: It again. While that may not necessarily be the catchphrase for the Braves in 2023, it definitely was a phrase of good karma on Tuesday night in Atlanta. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at Battery SBn across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. Tuesday night was a continuation of the Braves finding a way to come back and win. For the second straight time, the Braves were down early. It didn't look like it was going to be the best of nights, especially for the Braves' offense. But they were able to figure out a way to come back and win and earn a big 6-4 victory over the the New York Mets. And of course again, it didn't seem like it was going to go the Braves way. If you listen to the Daily Hammer yesterday, one of the key points that I had mentioned was the fact that both Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor came into this series both struggling. The Mets overall had struggled through, you know, the latter part of May going into June, and it was because their two best bats in Lindor as well as Alonzo were struggling overall, but unfortunately, that's exactly where the Mets found success early on in the game. Ozzie Albies actually started off the game uh, with a solo home run to give the Braves a one-to-nothing lead, but then in the continuation, basically it had two two two-run home runs with two outs in the top of the fourth inning. Francisco Lindor hit his two-run home run, Jeff McNeil walked, and then Pete Alonzo hit his two-run home run. All of a sudden, in quick fashion, the Braves or excuse me, the Mets were up four to one. But instead of letting that turn of events lead to a bit of an unraveling for Bryce Elder, in my opinion, he actually turned around and had one of the more impressive starts he's had so far this season. And that's certainly saying something with the fact that his performance so far this year, at least in my opinion, has made him at least within the top ten of of the Cy Young conversation in the National League. After giving up the two, 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 two run home runs, Bryce Elder completed three more innings and gave up only one additional hit to the Mets in the fourth, fifth, and sixth inning, which that one, one single actually wound up being you know, a race with the double play right after. But Bryce Elder was able to limit the Mets to only one hit over his final three innings of his performance last night, and he was able to go six innings and was able to produce eight strikeouts and gave up the four runs. So while it may have been on paper one of Bryce Elder's worst starts of the season, it actually was a very impressive and productive start because though Bryce Elder dealt with some adversity with seeing some home runs hit off some pitches that he didn't mean to leave hanging up in the strike zone, he was able to battle back, put together a six-inning performance, and once again, the Brave starting pitching was able to keep the break in the game while they were on the mound and the reason why that was huge because as soon as Bryce Elder retired the Mets in the top of the sixth inning that's exactly when the Braves went to work Sean Murphy delivered a two-run double followed by a double off the bat of Marcelo Zuna himself and then a single for Orlando Arcia. All of a sudden made the score five to four Atlanta. and then later on, Marcelo Zuna would again tack on another run to make the score six to four, and that's what would wind up being the winning score for the Braves. So again, Plenty of impressive things last night, but Bryce Elder, despite on paper having one of his worst starts so far this season, in my opinion, after he had struggled in the in the third inning, he actually put in one of his more impressive starts by being able to limit the Mets offense from there on out. And again, eight strikeouts on the night as well. his The second most in his career, showing some swing and miss stuff as he continues to progress throughout this season. So once again, a very impressive start. From Bryce Elder. But of course, it was the offense also that helped the Braves out. And one thing that stands out is that Ozzy Albies continues to produce, especially early in games. Ozzie Albies with his 13th home run of the season. He is now second in the majors among second basemen in home runs, third in the majors among second basemen with RBIs. He has definitely turned it on throughout the month of May into the month of June. Now, as we work our way through all-star selection season, is Ozzy Albies putting himself in position to potentially be an all-star? His counting statistics suggest that that may be an opportunity for him, but it's going to be an uphill battle as you see Nolan Gorman of the Cardinals as well as Luis Are- Arez for the Marlins have very impressive seasons. So I, I can't sit here and say with full confidence that Ozzy Albies will be an all star this season. But without a doubt, coming off of last year, in which even before his injury, Ozzy Albies was having a disappointing start to the season, and then obviously only playing two games after June 9th of last year, it's great to see that Ozzy Albies has his power back in place yes obviously he's gone through some cold streaks at the plate so far this year he did have a bit of a slow start to the season but his power without a doubt has definitely returned and much like we talked about Eddie Rosario during the series against Arizona the fact that the power production of Ozzy Albies we've seen it with Marcelo Zuna in May we saw it with Rosario against Arizona but the power production of the Braves you know five, six, seven hitters, that definitely has extended the lineup. And that is what's al- that is what allows for this Braves team to be able to produce at any point at any time. And especially when it comes to them coming from behind over their past two games. But of course, the other part of the equation and being able to come back in games, especially against quality teams, is not only the offense getting going, but the bullpen being able to shut the door on the opposition. And once again, the Braves offense was able to do exactly that. Again, as a fellow uh, battery power podcaster, Steven Tolbert, pointed out after Alonzo's throw it again comments, the Mets only had one hit all night long. They only had one hit. hit from the fourth inning on in last night's game, and that included three impressive innings of work by the bullpen. Jesse Chavez, who's been absolutely incredible once again, now a 1.73 ERA on the season. He got the job done in the seventh inning. A.J. Mentor has finally started to find uh, some consistency in his approach. He was able to put together, he's now been able to put together his longest streak of scoreless innings on the season so far. He shut the door in the eighth inning, and then Rysel Iglesias, who just last week had won possibly the worst outing that he's had in years against the Oakland Athletics. He's been able to once again regain his form. Overall, that trio was it was able to go three innings without allowing to hit to the Mets, shutting the door on New York, and earning the Braves a 6-4 victory that gives them a six-and-a-half game lead now over the Mets in the NLE. So while the game didn't start off that great, And even though there was a bit of taunting from the Mets of throw it again, what the Braves did was they threw it into high gear and got the job done in an impressive fashion. Bryce Elder bouncing back in his start. The Braves offense, especially the bottom of the order, being able to deliver when they needed to to give the Braves the lead. And then the bullpen coming in and showing that they definitely still had the potential to be dominant against a division. Dream Rival. So as the Braves were gearing up for the start of this series against the Mets in his usual pregame press conference, Brian Snicker actually spoke a bit more about the multiple moves that were made concerning the roster on Monday. And he started off talking about Michael Soroka, again a move that probably surprised many in Braves country. Michael, uh, uh, Brian Snicker actually spoke about the fact that, you know, both he himself and, and Alex Anthopoulos, you know, they had talked about the performance of Michael Soroka through his first two starts of the season at the Major League level. They talked with Soroka himself, and it just felt like the right move was to send him back to Gwinnett to work on a few things to really make him as effective as possible so that the next time he's at the major league level, Michael Soroka will hopefully be able to find the groove that he needs to be a mainstay in the starting rotation. So again, while yesterday's move may have been a surprise to many, it definitely was encouraging to see that Michael Soroka himself seemed to really be understanding on the same page as the organization with the move back to the minors. And it looks as if Michael Soroka is ready to get back to work to make sure he fine-tunes the areas of work that he needs to to once again be effective as possible at the major league level. But of course, the exciting turn of events from Michael Soroka being optioned down to AAA was the speculation yesterday that the next time his spot in the rotation comes up, he would uh, AJ smith Shaver would actually get the opportunity to fill that rotation spot for the Braves, and Brian Snicker confirmed that on Tuesday night, that AJ Smith Shaver would either start Friday or Saturday in his first major league start against the Nationals. So, while definitely the hope is is that Michael Soroka will be able to fine tune, you know, whatever he needs to to be able to get his pitches back to where they need to be, especially his control, to where he'll be a clear option for the Braves later on this season when it comes to the starting rotation. It's definitely exciting to see the fact that AJ Smith Shaver will be filling a role in the rotation moving forward. So hopefully, he'll be able to get the job done against the Nationals either Friday or Saturday, and the Braves will once again potentially have an option they can rely on into the near future for their starting rotation. Now, of course, as mentioned yesterday, the roster moves continue to to occur for the Braves on Tuesday as was expected the Braves did call up reliever Roderick Munoz to take over the bullpen role that, that to take over the bullpen role that eventually is going to be left open by AJ Smith Shaver taking over Soroka's role In the rotation. But another bit of news also indicated that perhaps Roderick Munoz's time with the the Atlanta Braves may not necessarily be for the long term. As it was also announced, Michael Tonkin was going to be starting a minor league rehab assignment in Gwinnett. And of course, Tonkin, a surprise addition to the uh, Major League roster to start the season. Many speculated that he could be someone that eventually would either be designated for assignment or removed you know, from the Major League roster. His moves were made earlier than the season. He's been able to stick out the season so far in the bullpen because of a very surprising, impressive start to the year before he got hurt and was placed on the injured list back in May, but it looks as if he's working his way back from injury and could be an option to return to the Braves' bullpen in the near future, so perhaps Munoz's time with the Braves will not be for all that long, and we'll see Michael Tonkin back in the bullpen sooner rather than later. But in other news on Tuesday, the Braves actually made a trade, though it was very minor in terms of significance. The Braves traded some money from their international bonus pool to the Tampa Bay Rays for veteran reliever Ben Heller. Heller had been in the Rays minor league organization this season though he has not pitched in the majors since 2020. Heller has had, you know, a decent some decent success so far on the farm for the Rays. Through 27 innings so far this year, he has a 34 strikeout to 8 walk ratio and a 3.95 ERA. He had had a bit of success, you know, in his previous stops before the 2020 season at the major league level, but he's been working his way back and now has been acquired by the Braves. Now, could he potentially be an option for the bullpen? That may be the case, but this looks to be like the Braves claiming Lucas Williams yesterday from the Dodgers. This looks to be a move by the Braves to add another arm to their minor league system for minor league depth, but the Braves were able to acquire Heller from the Tampa Bay Rays, and they assigned him to... A. in the corresponding move to bring in Heller to the organization, the Braves designated utility player Nick Solak for assignment. So again, just minor tweakings to the roster by the Braves, continuing to build up their minor league depth as they bring up players from the minors to the majors, and again as the Braves... Get to experience more players returning from the I.L. Tonkin, perhaps in the near future. Dylan Lee, you know, hopefully in the next week or two. They're continuing to make minor tweaks to the roster in order to maintain their depth in the minors, but also be able to rely on their internal depth to supplement the majors as they work their way through injuries. The win over the Mets, though. On Tuesday was the news of the day, and the Braves now are six and a half games up on the Mets, three games up on the Marlins in the NL East. Again, you've got to tip your cap to the Marlins. They continue to play excellent baseball, and so they are definitely maintaining with the Braves in terms of making it a rather close race at the top of the NL East. But it's no small factor that the Braves have now put significant distance between them and and the Mets, and the hope is is that the Braves will be able to continue that good success on Wednesday. And this is where the pitching matchups really start to get fun, as you are going to have plenty of experience on the mound on Wednesday night for both the Mets and the Braves. The Mets will send out future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer, to the mound to face off against the Braves' Charlie Morton. And the big thing for the Mets and the Braves both is that the hope is is that they're going to get a strong performance from both of their veteran starters. And make no mistake about it, Max Scherzer, he did have a bit of an injury stint on the IL earlier this year. He struggled some to start the season as well. But he, once again, has regained his form in recent starts. So he, as he is always, is going to be a very tough matchup for the Braves. Over his past four starts, he's allowed he's allowed one or less Earn runs on the mound, so he's back to being the Max Scherzer that we've all become accustomed to seeing, and Scherzer has also had plenty of success against the Braves since the start of last year. Over four starts, Max Scherzer is 3-1. He has struck out 32 batters over 26 innings, only allowed three walks, but of course, the one loss that he had was the last time that he faced the Braves, which was last year in Atlanta as the Braves swept the Mets to get the division. Lead And obviously win the division in the final few days of the season against the Mets. So though Max Scherzer has had plenty of success since the start of the 2022 season, the Braves have also had plenty of success against Max Scherzer on the big stage, beating him during the 2021 playoffs beating him last year when he was pitching for the Mets. So when Scherzer has had to face the Braves in Atlanta, the Braves have had plenty of success. So though his overall numbers are pretty impressive against the Braves, the Braves have had a few moments of success against Scherzer over the past few years, and they're hoping to do that once again On Wednesday. And obviously, for Charlie Morton, the key for him is just to find some form of consistency. He's been up and down at times this season, has had some impressive starts, has had some duds. The hope for the Braves is that he simply can just keep the game close through five or six innings. Now, Morton himself has had a bit of trouble against the Mets since the start of last year. Over five starts, Charlie Morton is 1-3, over 27 innings. He has a 5.33 ERA, 32 strikeouts to 11 walks. He's given up five home runs in those five starts. So, Morton has struggled a bit when it comes to walks, when it comes to home runs. The key for him is not running into early trouble. The key for him is not giving up one or two walks in the first few innings and then the big hit after that, especially a home run, to allow for the Mets to get an early lead. If Morton can avoid the early trouble, can limit the walks and keep the ball in the ballpark. That should allow for the Braves to at least keep the game close because it, again, with Max Scherzer on the mound, it's going to be hard for the Braves to be able to find a lot of consistent success. So it's going to be up to Morton to put together a solid performance and then hand it over to the bullpen and I think as we saw last night and we've seen before here, you know, in, you know in last season, I think that the Braves should have full confidence that they can win this game if it gets to the bullpens. So if Morton can keep the game close against Scherzer, the Braves should have an opportunity once again to get a needed victory. So definitely going to be a fun pitching matchup between Max Scherzer and Charlie Morton. If the Braves can get this win tonight, a series win against the Mets will be a huge development coming off the recent tough stretch of games that the Braves have had, and it'll be wonderful to see the Braves be able to extend that lead in the division to seven and a half games over the Mets. Make sure you stick with us here on the Battery Power Podcast Network for all the latest when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. The Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.